All right, Jack fans, we're back. Finally back in the saddle. It's been a rough week or so. Work, traveling, a bunch of stuff, jet lag, everything. But we're back, not in the same room. You know, again, it's the middle of the work week. So Jacqueline and I are in separate locations, but she's here. She's on the cell phone. She's here. Uh, she's here so anyway so what we're gonna do tonight since we didn't necessarily do post game like immediately post game um podcasts for the games in Belfast we're just gonna put them both on tonight's and kind of just go through each of the games and talk about that and maybe give some cool highlights in a future segment about Jacqueline's trip over in Belfast with Flat Alex because it looked pretty fun from from over here stateside. So uh, so we'll just go ahead and get started. We have a lot to go through. We have two full games to talk about. And so we don't want to mess around or, uh, you know, take too much time. So to begin, first, obviously, the first game versus San Francisco. Jacqueline, go ahead and take it away there. Okay, so this first game, like Alex said, we'll just wrap up both of the Belfast Classic games in this one. Um, First game, we didn't look super fresh out there. I don't know how many of you got to watch it from home. Um, and actually, in comparison of the stats of this game compared to our win against Milwaukee, it wasn't just a whole lot different. Um, but if you watch the game, I, I don't know. I'm, it was I like night and day. Past myself, just because I, I know I felt it. Um, and I'm sure for several of the guys, it was probably their first overseas trip, but they kind of just looked a little jet lagged, um, not quite moving as well. Uh, we got a lot of fouls, 20 fouls. 20 fouls, um, yeah, that was that was kind of obscene. Just not a not a good shooting night. I don't, I don't think we were just, well, I'm saying night, it wasn't night, but. Right, it was um, it was 7 o'clock in the morning, Jacqueline, over here. So, so it was, y'all, well, I was having a drink. While I was watching it. Right. Because what time was it over there? Like one o'clock in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over yeah. here, over here, we had to wake up at 7 a.m. to catch that game. So, uh, and I don't wake up at 7 a.m. often unless I'm going to work. But on Fridays, I don't go in usually until like 10. So normally that's my sleep in day. So you're lucky, Jax. You're no, lucky. I tell you. I'm you're lucky. But uh, yeah, just overall, not, not a great, uh, Shooting night from the three point line, we're only twenty five percent. Yeah. And overall, overall, we were only about forty. Yeah, so. I, I mean, honestly, again, if you were watching the game, it was it was a really rough game to watch because it was one of those it was one of those games where you knew again you knew that they could play so much better than that. They had a really slow start coming out of the gate on offense and defense, which again we're not used to seeing them go slow and have a bad night on defense. Um, so after that, it was it, it kind of picked up just a little bit. You know, there were some big blocks by Big Montana. Kevon had a couple fast breaks. Um, Fitz hit a couple baskets in there as well. But, I mean, we had some really long droughts of just, just could not get the basket through the net or the bucket or the basketball through the net. It was just – it was like a drought. It was – it was really frustrating, obviously, on, on this yeah. end. I don't know how it was in person. I'm sure it was just as bad, if not worse. Um, yeah, my my main note from watching in person was that we were not guarding the three, and they could definitely... Girl, I wrote the same thing in all capital letters. Guard the three. Come on. I said the same thing. So I don't know. I don't know if that wasn't in the scouting report, but after, after the first, you know, three that they made... You, Kind of right, but we we didn't. So yeah, I mean, it just it just almost looked like it was just you know easy second nature for San Francisco just to, just to score. I mean, they were just running circles around us for a you know a while there. Oh my lord! I yeah. mean, and it made not great. So yeah, I mean, and I have to give it to I have to give it to San Francisco because they're a they're a good team. Like they're a shooting team. That Frankie Ferrari, which, first of all, cool name, first of all, <laughs> first of all, just kind of flies off the tongue. 
He is a, I even wrote that in the notes. I was like, he is a beast. I'm holy moly. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't guard him. I don't, (laughs) couldn't guard the kid to save your life. It was just ridiculous. Um, And then, so a couple high points that I, you know, noticed off of right off the bat was that first off, obviously key, you had a season high of 18 points in that game. And it's just crazy that we lost the game, but Kevon had, highest score, you know, highest points of his, of the whole season so far, you know, and that was, that kind of, again, threw me for a loop. Um, a couple other high points, obviously Shannon had 12, which was really good, but when it comes to scoring, I mean, again, we were struggling to get the, to get the, the ball to go down for real. Um, you know, Nate had a couple good threes. Um, he had actually a buzzer beater going into the half, which was pretty fun. I enjoyed that a lot. That was exciting. That was exciting. I'm sure it was exciting for you being there, but I'm over here. It's what, I don't know, like close to seven 30, almost eight o'clock in the morning. And Nate hits that buzzer beater (laughs) and I'm screaming in my living room. (laughs) And I'm sure I hope my neighbors were already at work, but if not, they, uh, they woke up because I screamed really loud. And so I, (laughs) it's one of the downsides of having neighbors that are literally sharing your walls, but oh, well. Oh, well. So what were some other things maybe you noticed? Good points or low points? I mean, we can even talk about some of those because I know there are a couple. I have a bunch. Um, well, my, my two negative notes, I have almost every game, backdoor and shot clock. Right. Um, I hope I wasn't wrong on this, but on my backdoor note, I have six, so... Let me see if I wrote. Um, let's see here. I wrote shot clock multiple times, especially in the second half. And then I wrote backdoor. Literally, I wrote backdoor, y'all. Come on. Um, I don't. I didn't take note for how many times we missed the backdoor, but I'm sure. I'm sure you're right with your six. That was a lot. Um, that is a lot. That's hilarious. Um, too because I just now I just now realized all my notes because I haven't looked at these notes since the game so first of all a lot of misspellings because I'm just trying to type so quickly (laughs) but also I wrote at the very end not sure if it's the jet lag or something just not into it man yeah that's kind of how it felt in person we just weren't running on full cylinders right uh, which it's possible jet lag is real it'll get you absolutely yeah and for me, I mean, this is just a random note, but I, this trip, I said that I, I think I finally realized for me that like not only messes with my sleep patterns as much as it just jacks up your like appetite eating schedule because true, just like your body knows when it's supposed to be sleeping, it also knows when it's supposed to be eating, and it's like all the random wrong times and meals, mm-hmm. um, you're hungry, so that can kind of, you know, throw you off and affect your energy level too. So, absolutely, yeah. Coming on, yeah. So, <clears throat> and, and that's the thing. I've never traveled overseas to where I would have jet lag like that. So I really, I, I don't know how to <clears throat> describe it either. I mean, I'm sure one day I will. It's just, I'm, I can only imagine, you know, it's crazy with that, especially six hours ahead of time, you know, it's just, and you're right. It's probably most of these guys first overseas trip. And so they probably just weren't mentally and physically prepared for how tired they're probably, they were going to be. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but there were, again, there were some high points. I mean, you know, a couple good threes by Shannon around the eight minute mark in the second half. I mean, Nate got his own rebound and then he got his, and then he got the basket again, just showing how much hustle that Nate puts into the, you know, when he's on the court. <clears throat> so, and I'll, I'll mention another note I made cause it was just funny because normally Jacqueline, and I know you'll back me up on this whenever we are watching or at a game and they mispronounce every single person's name, on our roster, oh yeah, we get upset. I'm like, how do you mess up? I mean, like, so I know some of our last names are are difficult. I mean, my last name gets butchered constantly. 
Um, thanks, Craig Turnage. But <laughs> constantly, even last night, he butchered it. But anyway, <laughs> I know it's never going to end. We love you, Craig. We love you, Craig. But come on, come on, man. Um, like, you know, when they say Shannon Bogus or something, I'm like, come on. It's really not that difficult, especially when you're a when you're an announcer, you should probably get the pronunciation. That's just one of my big pet peeves. I just it drives me nuts. Yeah. But this was well, probably I, the only time where when I heard the announcers mispronounce our names, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> because of that dang Irish accent, I was like, oh, hello. It was pretty trippy. However, I have I have a comment about that on game two. So do you? No. Okay. All right, cool. Well then well then again, we'll kind of, we'll finish up game one talking about it um I, you know again we're chalking that up to we're chalking that up to jet lag i mean our, our three point percentage was pitiful no offense guys we love you but pitiful <sighs> i mean taking some threes that just were not there i mean not even close yeah. not even close our free you know free throw percentage was 60 percent obviously could have been better there but it wasn't horrible i really thought that San Fran had more points off of turnovers than what they did. Um, they only had 17 points off the turnovers, which it just, it felt like more, but I mean, phew, still. Yeah. No, it did feel like more than that. It really, it really did. But the one good thing I will say is that um, their offensive re- rebounds on San Francisco, they only had four. And and we had eight, so we did better there on offensive rebounds. So that was that's pretty good. But other, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. So moving on to game number dose over in overseas across the pond, as the as the Brits say, across the pond. <laughs> so that's what my cousins say. Anyway, all right. So let's go ahead and talk about. Um, well, first, I forgot to mention, uh, we had talked about the uh, player of the game. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, for game one, we – obviously, Kevon had a great offensive game. And, Jacqueline, I know you made a note of this, that he had a good offensive game. But, you know, Shannon really just had solid stats like you had. And I agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, total shout-out to Kevon, 18 points. Um, but I, I give it a split between Kevon and Shannon. because Agreed. Shannon- Shannon was all across the board, 12, 12 points, uh, two steals, a block, mm-hmm. two rebounds. He was just all over um, the court. I mean, solid spreading all around. So Absolutely. I give it a split on that one. I, I agree. I agree. I saw you wrote that in our notes. I was like, no, yeah, I agree with that, 100%. Okay, yeah, so let's move on to the second game. Milwaukee. Milwaukee game. So in this game, we are in the consolation bracket or the consolation game in the Goliath bracket because they had two different brackets. They had the Goliath and the what was it, the one Samson or? Yes. Yeah, Samson. So we were in the Goliath bracket. And since we lost our first game, obviously, womp womp, um, they put us in the consolation game versus Milwaukee. So this game, first off, let me just throw this out there. I slept in. Don't know. I I slept in. I didn't even. I I didn't even get to actually turn the game on until like I don't even know halfway through the freaking first half, because I couldn't get the game. I didn't get the channel on my television. I couldn't watch it online, and I couldn't watch it anywhere else. So I had to download Hulu Live and pay for and get a seven day free trial. Just to watch the game on Hulu Live. That's how much I love my Jacks. I had to do that whole entire rigmarole just to watch this game at 7 o'clock in the morning. And we've both done that because I had to do that with the uh, Marist game whenever I was in Belfast. I had to sign up for the ESPN Player, which is the UK version of Watch ESPN app. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget to cancel that. I did. I canceled it before I came back. Okay, good. Back. <laughs> I know because you said, don't let me forget to cancel this. I'm like, okay, so I'm telling you, don't let me forget to cancel my Hulu live. <laughs> yes. Okay. But so, anyway. Game, yeah, uh, go ahead. Overall stat, almost 40% on three-pointers. I mean, that's a dramatic increase from oh, yeah. 
get to San Francisco where we had 25. Way um, better, way better. We were 76.9% or Alex and I both as professors, uh, I would give you a 77% on that one. Yeah, we round um, up, round up. Round it, yep, the 77% on free throws. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Super salt. Um, the only negative stat that I, I would have for this game is that we gave them a lot of second chance points. They had 20 points off of second chance shots. Yeah. Um, not a lot, but obviously, you know, our, our three-point percentage in our free throws help, help push us over. Um, but my, my note about names on this game was, and I – I think they may have messed it up on the first game, too, actually, because I want to say whenever they introduced Carl, they said Jordan something, or at some point in the game, they, they called Carl a Jordan something. Big Montana ain't Jordan! Which was obviously a player on the other team, but they got mixed up because they at another point said that player's name. Um, but anyway, in the game against Milwaukee, I did the live of the um, announcing of the starting lineup. Right. And they announced they announced Jock in the starting lineup, which he was not. Uh, and I think they announced him like second. So then it was kind of a guessing game to the end of whose name wasn't going to get called out. Um, and so anyhow, it was Aaron's name who didn't get called out. So they called out Jock as a starter, and he was not. And they didn't call out Aaron. So no. Well, little bit of a botch there, so sorry to both of them because both both sides of that one's not not cool, but obviously they got mixed up there. Right. So Right. Right. Good point. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, so, oh, that's right. Yeah. So I came in probably at the four minute mark, not halfway, halfway through. I wrote down, I said, I came in at the four minute mark. What I'd missed was the announcer said that we had started off with good D because I made sure I said, said the announcers because I didn't want to lie and be like, Oh yeah, I watched the whole thing. So I, you know, again, the announcer said that they started off playing good, good defense. It looked like a better, faster start from what I saw when I was getting my Hulu live set up. But after that, I was, uh, I was in it to win it. So, um, and again, there was a couple really big three pointers towards the end of the half. Uh, I think Big Montana had one. Kevon had one. And yeah. then... Um, Nate had two. No, he had three threes. Nate had three. And, yes. And uh, Jock had four. Yeah, I wrote those up too. Jock, he had four threes. Shannon from deep had another three. Um, I didn't make as much as many notes on this game, and that's probably a good thing. I feel like when I don't put a lot of notes, that means we're having a good game. You know, because yeah. notice on my on the first game, I had way more bullet points than I did on the second game. <laughs> you know, so I uh, you know we we forced a lot of turnovers, which was great. Um, we took the lead at the half, which again, once you know, when we get the lead and we go into the locker room at the half with the lead, it's really we we really pull up the energy typically and keep that lead. If anything, you know, and that's always a good way to go into the half is with the lead for sure. Um, and uh, that was awesome. I, again, I was so early in the morning on a Saturday. So you're welcome, Jax. I don't wake up early on Saturdays for nothing unless I have to that early. But when Nate and Jock did those back-to-back threes, I about lost my cookies um, <laughs> again at like eight in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I have I have lots of exclamation points um, in my notes, but I was also having a drink again. As, you know, well, Ireland, it's Ireland. I mean, <laughs> if you're not drinking, like probably ninety nine percent of the time when you're in Ireland, what are you doing? Yeah, they they take it pretty seriously <clears throat> over there. Exactly. These are my people. If you're not drinking <laughs> whiskey, what are you doing? <laughs> you were definitely missed. Damn. I, I was drinking, but I was not drinking whiskey. I I know, I know. That's not really your 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 bag, but definitely mine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but there were there were a few things, obviously negatives that I put on there. There were 
again, a bunch of backdoor cuts again, like, yeah. they just need a lot of backdoor as well. Yeah. I just need to watch those. I, I, Oh, that was so, that was just driving me crazy, driving me crazy. There was a, a, a long stretch of scores of no scores from Milwaukee, which was great because, um, you know, that made us score a lot, but, um, again, we don't, when it comes to, when it comes to those threes by Bain and, and Jock, when he did those back, I was just, oh, again, that just got me pumped up beyond belief. And I just, I, I felt like this game was just overall more us, you know? Yeah, no, it was totally different energy than, uh, than the game the day before. Uh, and I, I do want to give a big shout out to Jock too, because he was majorly crashing the boards and I mean, it's, he, he did have a good number of rebounds, but it still doesn't even reflect how often he was actually getting in there and blocking out. And Yeah. He may not have been the one to end up with the rebound, but definitely possessions that he kept the other team from getting the rebound. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he had five defensive rebounds, though. I mean, he had five. And I also noticed that Jock had second highest points after Kevon. Mm-hmm. So, Jock... Here you go again, buddy. Lighten up the court. Come on. We that's yeah, that's no, the kind of jock we need anytime you're on the court is to be this jock. You know. You had a, re- a really good showing with the, the four three-pointers too and Yes. Actually, I'll say my dad was texting during the game. Where was where was Jock yesterday? We needed him in yesterday giving us these points. Yeah. Um Absolutely. But anyhow. Um also, also high point, high point uh, versus Milwaukee game. Uh, nobody fouled out. That's true. Nobody fouled out. I golf clap. Nobody fouled out. <laughs> we were super close. Carl had four. Carl did have four, which again, big Montana, not surprised. No offense, but. I do want to say, because I have this one in all caps. Big Montana took eight. Huge charge in that game. And I feel like I wrote I that mean, down too. In person, it, like it was a massive play. Like it was, everybody was so hyped up because it was, it was on the opposite end of the court from where I was sitting, but it was on the same end of the court as the bench. And oh, I mean, okay. everybody came up off the bench. It was, it was a lot of energy and like, you know, it was a really big play. Right. I didn't Shannon have one at the end of the first half too. Um, I have a feel. I feel like he. I wrote it on my notes. Ah, charge to end the half by Shannon. Oh, maybe he took the. Ah, oh, maybe he took the charge. I don't know. I don't remember now. See again. Oh, no, this, that, one was, that one was big because I wrote it on that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, you know, that was a 66 to 51 W for the Jacks. And again, just a solid performance overall there. I mean, our stats were up. You know, everybody was playing, you know, on all cylinders for the most part. And, and so, you know, again, good job there for the Jacks, especially overseas. I mean, your second overseas game. Hopefully there'll be more to come. I have a feeling that this is something that, you know, we'll be doing a lot more often now, which is great. So, you know, we just got to keep it up. Uh, I will say that one of the good things is, again, like we always are such a defensive team. And I think that was probably the best defense I we have seen from them all season. I mean, just high, high energy, just chaos, disruption. And that's what it needs to be all the time, constantly constantly um maybe it was just because there was more people at the game it looked like there was more people there on on saturday there were um so on friday to be totally honest and you can ask anyone who was there the majority of the crowd were um were kids kids yeah from the primary schools which i I do not know exactly how they chose because you know any of you who followed SFA men's basketball on Facebook or us and follow share the post. The, the guys had a primary school that they went and visited. I don't know how they got assigned to those schools because I would have loved for them to be assigned to the school that my cousin's kids went to. Um, oh, that would have been cute. So that would have been just, they would have been super excited. But oh, uh, yeah. anyhow, um, so those schools came.
game on Friday, the ones that were assigned to to us and the other teams, and that that was probably about ninety percent of the the crowd. Mm-hmm. But uh, on Saturday, there was much better attendance than it was. You know, it was not the school kids, so. Right. It just, from my end, look, watching it online, it, I just could tell that it was, there was more people there. So there's probably just more, more high energy, but I mean, how cute were the kids? I mean, I have to note that th- those, those videos of the, of the guys over there teaching the kids cheers and how to say axum jacks and the hand signal. That was just the dang darndest thing. I'm saying, holy moly, that was adorable. And that they were very they were very cute, and I thought it was really sweet that they were just so excited to see them playing on the court, and the guys were just really into it too. So, um, shout out to the boys for being so good with those kids for sure. You know, they. Yeah, no, I know they really enjoyed it because just to give kind of a, a point of view from the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and Ireland basketball is not really a big thing uh, for the just you know general public. Right. Um, so a lot of those kids, you know, if, if over here, I mean, kids would be excited, but they would probably be like, well, I know how to dribble or I know yeah. whatever. Um, there, right. I mean, the, the kids don't know any of that stuff. So, um, I mean, I had taken over SFA t-shirts for my cousin and her two boys um, to wear to the game on Saturday. And sadly, one of them got sick uh, Friday night, so he didn't get to come. And it oh, was no. Quite- Quite a devastating ordeal because we've, you know, played this up for months now. But he was going to get come and he had a shirt and everything and he didn't get come. But anyhow, um, I, I brought him home a basketball, so I think he's happy with that. But mm-hmm. uh, the, her seven-year-old son got to come and wear a shirt and whatever. And oh, that was that's the good. Basketball game he's ever been to. So, yeah. You know, it's not. It's really not a big thing over there like it is here so I think they were all really excited about yeah, it yeah absolutely again and I think that's really cool the fact that they were giving those kids like an opportunity to see um you know no visit with with athletes of a sport that they probably again like you said don't know much about at all and how tall they are and you know all that fun stuff so I think that was really cool for, for them to do I I'm sure the I'm sure the guys loved it um so uh Anywho, anywho, so with this with this one, our, our player of the game was probably going to be, who would we say? For sure, Kevon. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, double-double, uh, 15 points and 10 rebounds, so awesome yeah, game. Absolutely, but and then again. But definitely got player of the week, so. Exactly, yes, he did. He did get player of the week. And congrats to Kevon for player of the week. Again, it must be the headband. I'm just, you know, it must yeah. be the headband. But yes, definitely shout out to for to Jock for for Deuce for those twelve points and four for five from the uh, three point line. Yeah, again, big props to him for that, especially as a freshman. You know, barely wet behind the ears, doing good. So that was awesome. Good for him. Good for him. Um, I will say though, too, a cool cool fact about that game: the Jacks never. Uh, the Jacks' lead never dipped below ten points one time through the whole tilt, through the remainder of the of the game. Basically, um, in the second half, like it, they kept the lead and they just kept going. They didn't have to <clears throat> worry about them coming back at all. Basically, once the second half started, which was pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. Now that we've gone through both the games and kind of summarized and talked about the stats and all the interesting things that happened, but we're going to come back in a moment and Jacqueline's going to give us some uh, Belfast highlights about her trip, you know, when she wasn't at the court watching them while drinking a beer. So she's going to talk about that and a few other things in our next little segment. So go ahead and uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, Jack fans, and we are back. So in this segment, we're going to kind of talk about, not we, Jacqueline is going to talk about her Belfast trip and some of the fun things that she did and saw and ate and smelled when she was overseas in Northern Ireland and the beautiful cities of Belfast and Dublin. She was in Dublin for a little bit too, um, but she might not mention a lot about Dublin. But anyway, (laughs) because that's a whole nother story. But yeah. yeah. Uh, So yeah, I was in Dublin for just a little hot minute, which, like Alex said, that's a whole nother story. Uh, 
I didn't prepare too well and it got dark way earlier than I expected. So, you know, when it gets dark at 4 p.m., that kind of uh, derails anything. Kind of ruins the majority of your day. So basically, but uh, I only had one night just been in Dublin and so the next day I was I was over it. I was done with Dublin. So um, went ahead and had a over to Belfast where my cousin lives. Her two little boys. And I, I will say just a quick little note. It was like probably the sweetest thing ever because I have traveled overseas numerous times. Um, however, every time I travel, I mean, I'm, you know, going somewhere random and then coming back here. And, uh, you know, like you see in the movies, it really is every time pretty much you land somewhere, there will be someone who's either coming home, having been gone for a long time, or coming over to visit family that hasn't seen them in years or whatever, and this big little celebration when they land and exit and whatever, and I've never had any big party waiting on me because I just went on vacation for a week or whatever. Right. Um, however, you know, obviously my cousin lives in Belfast, so she gets to visit the U.S. maybe twice a year. Um, and her boys are young, 7 and 11, so they generally only come once a year. It's not super often that they get to see us, and very rare that any of us go there, obviously, because it's been there 10 years since the first time I'm gone. Um, but whenever they pick me up, I took the bus from Dublin to Belfast. And so whenever they came to pick me up, the boys were waiting for me at the door, all excited. Um, so that was really cute, and I kind of had a summer of a first travel day, so I was pretty excited to see their little smiling faces waiting Aww. on me. That's really so, sweet. That's really sweet. I know. It was sweet. Um, but yes, uh, lots, lots of rain in Belfast. However, I was expecting that. Um, yeah, I didn't just have to get out there and do whatever they're going to do anyway. Um, so I will say my umbrella got turned inside out. God knows how many times. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, the first day, I really did not take any photos for you people because I'm pretty sure I was like Medusa everywhere I went because just the wind and the rain and everything in my hair it was crazy and wild. But anyhow, um, Titanic Museum, I did my first day out with one of the guys did, and that was really cool. Um, depending on your level of interest of the Titanic, I mean, I'm sure you could spend hours or days there, but <laughs> right. um, it's set right there on the edge of the shipyard where the ships were built, so I mean, it's really neat, and I've always been, you know, interested in Titanic, because it was our, you know, childhood movie, first, like, adult movie that we got to see as kids. Right, true, what was the Titanic, yeah. But visiting over there and the more that I sit and saw um, after you know going to the museum you really see how much I guess I'm trying to say like they commemorate the Titanic over there because uh, obviously it was a big embarrassment and failure that sank but um, I mean before that five days before it sank it was a really big freaking deal um, and a lot of people there worked on it um, but you know, their whole lives and sweat and career in the building it. And a lot of people from there were immigrants on the Titanic headed to the U.S. to work for a few years and save money and come back um, to their families. So it, it's really very memorialized over there because, I mean, a lot of people from there lost their lives on the, on the Titanic. So anyway, this is interesting. Um, I did a little bus tour one day on the up the Antrim coast. Oh, yeah. The bus uh, tour. Which is really cool. Um, it's the only world, the only world heritage site, um, UNESCO World Heritage Site in Northern Ireland. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, on that tour, there, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan for any of you people who are. I know Alex is. Which um, is horrible. Several stops we made. I know my mother was texting me all the time. She's like, you've got to start watching that. Um, but several stops we made along the way on our tour that were uh, filming locations. I think I mentioned that in the first 
podcast when I was over there, but they film a lot of it over there. Um, so that was cool, even though I don't watch it as neat. Um, little rope bridge that we did on these bus tour called Kirika Reed Rope Bridge, which is, um, there was an old rope bridge made by a salmon fisherman that goes in between these two cliffs. Uh, it has since been reinforced with some, you know, steel rope and wood. So it's not just like you're precariously dangling over the water on rope only. But anyway, I'm not scared of heights. However, I, I did think to myself that I probably should have went to the Titanic after I did that rope bridge because all I could think about was the icy water below me. Um, so I wasn't so much scared of heights. I just didn't want to be freezing to death in the water if I fell. Um, but anyway, that was cool. And on my, on the bus tour, actually, several other people on it were, uh, there watching Albany. So that was me. That's, oh, cool. Yeah. The tournament. Yeah. And luckily it was a team we weren't playing, so I didn't have to feel, you know, awkwardly nice to them. Um, so it was friendly and fun. Uh, really good food. Lots of drinking, obviously. What was the best thing you had to eat in Belfast? Um, so I know some of my traveling mates will laugh at me for this because I openly admitted it, but I, I'm pretty positive I had Italian food like once a day while I was there. <laughs> um, so, you know, leave it to me to go to Ireland and eat Italian food like every day. But, um, man, I had this also buco risotto that was literally the best thing I've ever eaten. Like, oh, wow, really? Delicious. I can't even explain to y'all there was none left. Interesting. Not one left. It was amazing. Oh, no, no, okay. Well, and then my second thing was at an Italian restaurant also. Um, but these beta fritters and truffle honey, OMG. Oh. The most delightful thing I've ever had, ever. Well, yeah, interesting. But, um, but yeah, there was, I mean, a lot of good food, and I, I did try some, you know, Irish cuisine. And I was going to say, did you eat anything Irish-related? Yeah, all the, all the normal stuff. Um, I will say one other small interesting note is, so obviously in Ireland they do not celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. Um, so they do it, I mean, they go all out and do it big for Christmas. I mean, they start, like, middle of November. They're already ready. Oh, yeah. So, really cute. A lot of the bars and restaurants were already decorated for Christmas. Um, it's really, you know, charming, Christmassy, uh, whatever. And all of the restaurants will do what they call, like, a Christmas dinner or a holiday dinner menu and so they'll have a whole special dinner menu with a few specialty items that are all um, I mean they eat about the same stuff that we do for Christmas it's all very like turkey turkey and cranberry and stuffing related oh really okay so yeah they already had their their holiday menu oh for sure oh and then they have the Belfast Christmas market yes Um, you you told me about this this Christmas market thing. Yeah, in front of their city hall, and it was, I mean, it was just the cutest thing. It looked like it came out of a Hallmark movie all the way, because... Oh, my God, I'm so jealous right now. Yeah, just massive, beautiful city hall, um, stunning architecture, Christmas lights everywhere, um, and then this Christmas market, they had all, all sorts of little vendors with, um, you know, different trinkets and gifts that you could buy, and all different... Um, food vendors as well. Oh, wow. One of them was pretty funny, and my cousin and I had a good laugh because um, they supposed to have all different Mexican foods. And one of the items they listed were Mexican noodles. Mexican noodles. Yeah, and they literally had this huge wok with, like, uh, lo mein noodles and, like, fajita meat and stuff. Wow. We were both like, "Mm, not quite. (laughs) <laughs> we're from texas and that's no that's not Mexican, but okay not quite yeah <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious well that's really cool anything else you want to share 
those are the highlights. But, okay, um, good. Well, it sounds like you had a really fun time. I mean, in, in general, you know, on top of the games and going and seeing the Giants Causeway and all this fun stuff. I mean, it sounds like you had a really good time. It was a really nice trip. Yeah. Good. And of course you got to see your, your cousin and your nephew. So that's always good. Fun family time. All. Awesome. Good, good, good. Love it. Love it. Anyway. So Moving on to our next order of business, and I wanted to mention this last time we did our podcast, and I totally forgot, and so now I want to talk about it, is that since, let's see, when did this happen? This happened on, God, when was it? Was it a week ago? Two weeks ago? I'm trying to think. It had to be like two or three weeks ago because it was before... Before I left, I believe. Yeah, let's see. Okay, wait, it was 1114. So it was before Thanksgiving. So it was like the week or so before Thanksgiving when this happened. So we got two early signing, early signed players um, that joined the Jacks for the 1920 season. And uh, they are, and I'm going to butcher this probably, don't hate me. <laughs> what? I'll give a stab at it because I think I'm saying it correctly. I think it's Samaza. Samaza? I think. Okay, because I was going to say Samaza. Well, forgive me. I didn't look that up, so I could be wrong. Well, I could be I could be wrong, too. You, you, it's that Honestly, yours sounds way better. We're just going to go with Hart. So, one of the new signees, Hart, he's a three-star out of Texas. Um... He had offers. Now, this is the crazy part. Again, here's SFA. Hello. In Little East, Texas, Nacogdoches. This young man, three-star, ranked number 24th in Texas. He's 6'8", from Dallas, small forward. He had offers from these schools. Ready? Baylor, Colorado State, Kansas State, Louisiana Tech, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas, Tulsa, UT Arlington and Virginia Tech. He had offers from that many schools, Jacqueline. That's a pretty substantial uh, litany of schools there. That that I mean Baylor, K State, and 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 he and this man chooses SFA. I mean, how cool is that? Again, you had all of these big schools knocking down your door, and. You chose to go with SFA. I mean, how, what a big statement that is. I mean, Des obviously did a good job recruiting him because I read the notes from the uh, from the press or that Charlie put out, and it mentioned that Des was the one that really kind of pushed really hard recruiting him. He was like the main guy in charge of that, which was awesome. I mean, well, anyone and give a prospective player a good idea of what the best moment can be playing basketball for SFA, it has to be done. Oh, it has. Yeah, of course. And I think that's one of the reasons, I mean, not the only reason, but that's one of the reasons why he's so critical to have on the coaching staff is because he's just, he's just that kind. He's like a player's coach. I mean, like he's that kind of dude, you know? Um, Some of the things that coach Keller said about, said about him is that, um, he's a young man that we have recruited for a long time. We targeted him early and thought he was someone that could impact our program. He brings a great thoroughbred type athletic style. Let me stop there. He said thoroughbred. I mean, <laughs> he 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 equated him to a horse. I mean, that's crazy. And scores at a lot of different levels. I think he's someone that plays above the rim and he can sh- really shoot it. The thing that caught my eye initially was how well he shot the ball for a guy his size who's so graceful and athletic. He fits the athleticism mold that we're continuing to bring to SFA. Um, So, again, it it was also mentioned that SFA was his first campus visit, and it was the place that made him feel really comfortable. Which, again, I feel like that's one thing that SFA always, always, always has it going for every time we're trying to recruit anybody for any sport is just the environment and the atmosphere. You know, it's just that type of family atmosphere. Everyone's really, everything's really, everybody's really close knit. 
you know, even if you're a player who's an international player or you're coming from a, you know, a city or town far away, we make you feel like home um, here. We make sure that you're taken care of, et cetera. So, you know, that, but that's just a little bit about Mr. Hart there. Again, he's a small forward, three-star from Texas. Um, can't wait to have him here. Sounds like a really great guy, really good ball player. And again, we just can't wait to have him for the 2019, starting in 2019 season. Um, we are going to love you and we are going to welcome you. We just want to know how to pronounce your name correctly. Yes. Yeah, so if you're out there listening in the Twitterverse, which I'm pretty sure I'm following on Twitter. I don't know if Jacqueline is. You probably are too. But we just need to know how to pronounce your name. We just need the pronunciation and that way we'll never mispronounce it again. Because we take pronunciation very serious here at Pardon Me, Alex, because we are both yeah. teachers. And so. <laughs> and we both get our names mispronounced all the time. Correct. So I don't want to do that to you. Absolutely. So, um, other than Hart, we had our second early signee, Ty- I'm going to go with Thailand. Yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Okay. That's a little bit easier. Pope. Um, and Pope, he is actually from Louisiana, and he is a three star out of Louisiana. Um, specifically Franklinton, Louisiana. So this boy, <laughs> basically a similar situation as Hart, had a lot of offers from a lot of schools. Um, he refused offers from Appalachian State, Baylor again, Cincinnati, Little Rock, Louisiana, McNeese, haha, <laughs> I got McNeese, Southland Conference, um, Missouri State, New Orleans, same thing, haha. <laughs> Um, Richmond, A&M, like Texas A&M, Texas State, Tulane. Sorry, Texas State. Sorry, Coach Casper, but not sorry. Um, sorry, but sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. Uh, UMass Lowell, Utah State, and Wyoming. I mean, a laundry list of schools. And again, chooses to come to SFA. It just, that again, it just speaks volume of the program that Keller and um, the coaching staff are, are really building here, and I love it. Um, Thailand again is a, is a small forward as well. Similar to, um, similar to Hart, six, six, again, three star. And this was one that, that, uh, coach Wade, coach Mason really took the time to recruit him as well. Um, so that was really, that was really important from him. So some of the things that coach Keller said about him, and again, I'm, I'm reading this off of Charlie's write up again. I give all credit to Charlie. He's the, he's the master, um, Coach Keller said he always caught my eye whenever we were in the same gym, both both of the players in our recruiting class so far. I didn't think we'd have a good opportunity to recruit since a lot of other places were recruiting them too. Today's commitment from Thailand speaks volumes about how much effort Wade Mason put into building a great relationship with him and going above and beyond to bring another special player to SFA. So shout out to Wade. Shout out to Wade, um, our boy Wade. As for Thailand, he is extremely tough young man who possesses a lot of parallels with the culture of SFA basketball. I think our fans will really enjoy watching him play because he's a winner. He's a different kind of player. Maybe not the high flyer that Hart is, but he wins and he tries to win every possession, which is awesome. And, and again, that's the kind of guys that coach is recruiting. So two good early signees. I can only hope that anything, everybody, anybody else that we bring in is just as good, if not better. Agreed. 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 So, yeah, we just wanted to kind of shout out to those two new recruits that we brought in and uh, welcome you to the Lumberjack family from the two biggest fans in Lumberjack basketball. We'll be talking about you next. Yeah, just wait. Next season, we'll be saying a lot of Pope and a lot of heart all over this broadcast. Anyway, so and and to uh, kind of wrap up this segment, we've had a couple people actually come to us and ask if they could be a guest star and or a guest caster on the podcast. And sure, absolutely, especially if you're in Nacogdoches and you go to the games, even better, because then you could just come over to the Casa after the game and sit with us and talk with us. Absolutely. And or food. And or food. Yeah. And, and bring a drink and or food for us to eat as we do this. But yeah, absolutely. And even if you're or not. With what? <laughs> I said, or pasta with broccoli. Or pasta with broccoli. Mm-hmm. Come on, Fitz. Come on. Every, every We're waiting. Day, 
we're waiting. We, I will, I am Italian. I am, I am 46% Italian in my blood. My ancestry DNA said so. So I am ready for the pastas. But anyway, so yeah, if you want to be a guest caster, just message us, text us, hell, find us at the game and stop us and be like, hey, I want to be a guest. Just come on over. We are willing and welcoming. So just let us know. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to collect our thoughts and finish this out with what we normally do, talking about upcoming games and really kind of uh, bringing up some cool shout-outs to maybe some other parts, other sports around uh, around Lumberjack land that have been getting some attention recently, which is some good stuff coming, hopefully, in the future. You know, because even though this is a basketball broadcast and podcast, we still like to shout-out some of the other sports as well because it's all about Lumberjack love. Yeah, we got to share the love. Gotta share the love. Absolutely. All right, so stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, Jack fans, and we are back for our final segment. Jacqueline's still here. She's on the phone. Hello. Happy here. She's you know, here. Had, She's here. Recap for y'all. Uh, finish out of our upcoming game coming. Yes. Uh, this. Friday at home, Watch at 6.30 p.m. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm so excited to be back in that for a game at home. Yes. So I see you all there Friday, 6.30. 6.30, um, yeah. Um, cool thing, real quick about Law Tech, is that they're going to have some halftime entertainment, I'm told. So I think it's like the balancing guy, the guy that balances a bunch of stuff. Ah. I know. It may be the guy that we saw at LSU. I don't know. I know, right? So anyway, yeah, uh, make sure that you guys are there. Students, we need you out there, proud, loud. I'm taking on good authority that this is your ugly sweater, Christmas sweater game. So to come decked out in your ugly Christmas sweaters. (laughs) I I have an SFA ugly Christmas long sleeve shirt. Um, where, did you, where did you get I, that? I got that at Barnes and Noble like three or four years ago. And, and honestly, I think when I was in there last time during Showcase Saturday, I could have sworn that they had some in there. If anyone listening goes out there and buys up all the smalls, we're going to have problems because <laughs> I need one. Uh, okay. Next after that is the uh, Louisiana Monroe game, which is... Not this weekend, but next weekend on Saturday. Yep, the 15th. Um, so, Alex, I'll be taking a little road trip, hopefully in my new ride, if I get that situated tomorrow. That'll be exciting. Um, yeah, your new whip. We have some court-sized seats that we're pretty excited about. So We do, we do. I went online, online today yeah. and did some, did some investigative research on the tickets and stuff and I texted Jacqueline I'm at work um actually in the middle of my class <laughs> my class my class was working on their group projects and I'm sitting on my computer um at the front of the classroom looking up tickets for the game and I kid you not when I pulled up the ticket prices and it said $54 for two courtside tickets I yelled out I was like $54 what <laughs> and my students are looking at me like what the heck are you doing, Miss Rance? And I was like, "Don't worry about it. Keep working. Keep mind your business." So anyway, yeah. So we're going on, going on a little road trip on on Saturday on the fifteenth of December. So if you guys are interested in going, um, I think they still have some courtside seats left. We're sitting on the visitor side, front row, baby, front row. So boys, we'll be there, front row. Loud, brown, and purple. We will be, yeah. Doing our own little road trip. Uh, next one's Baylor game, which is on the 18th. The Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, right. Uh, that is one of the ones we told you guys about that the Alumni Association is doing a bus. Alex and I are signed up to that, ready to go. Um, we are. So you want to give them the details on that one? I sure will. I sure will. So I just did this the other day. It's honestly the easiest thing that you can do. So if you're in Nacogdoches or heck, even if you're in 
Houston or Lufkin or wherever, and you want to go to the Waco game and you don't feel like driving the whole way, um, all you have to do is just sign up for the bus. So it's the easiest thing ever. And actually, if you are a member or a life member, you might have probably have gotten an email today from the Alumni Association entitled, let us drive you and support your lumberjacks at 2.40 p.m. eight hours ago. So they sent out an email detailing the Waco road trip fan bus. So it's $50, which is a stellar deal because A, you're not paying for gas. B, it includes the following. You get a general mission ticket. So you get your game ticket. You also get snacks, soft drinks, water, and beer on the bus. Okay. So score. Literally. The sweetest setup you can have. Literally. I mean, party bus to the game and back. I mean, to be honest, like driving to Waco from NAC, it's about three hours, maybe a little bit more than that. And cause I've done the trip. I've done, I've done the NAC to Waco drive before you spend 50 bucks in gas alone. So you're paying 50 bucks for a ticket and some snacks and some beer. And I will say, give a shout out to RNK distributors because they're providing the beer shout out RNK you rock. Um, so anyway, if you're interested in going to that game, go ahead and sign up. All you have to do is go to the alumni website, go to their upcoming events and just click on the fan bus and just quickly sign up. You can pay online. You don't even have to call or do anything. It all can be done online quickly. It took me five minutes or less to do this. Um, departure time on that day is at 1.30 PM in front of the alumni office and then actually they're going to take us. I just saw this. They're going to take us to a pregame party, Jacqueline, at the Salty Dog Sports Bar and Grill in Waco. Yes. Yes. So we're going to have a pre- Why would you not? You get to go to a pregame party. So literally why though? Yeah, so literally the only thing Yeah, the only thing you'll probably have to pay for is if you get anything to drink or eat at the pregame party. I mean, come on. 20 bucks. You can do it. Anyway. So, and looking looking forward, they haven't posted the details yet, but they'll be doing one for the fam game and the wrestling game as well. Well, actually, yeah. On on the email, though, you can already sign up for those, too, actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so on the email, you can already sign up for the Sam Houston fan bus on February 2nd which is obviously taking us from Knack to Huntsville, which I'm not sure if Jacqueline, she's probably, she might be on that one. I, I'm not, I have a, I'm in a wedding that weekend, so I have to miss it. Sorry guys. But on the February 16th to SFA to Northwestern. So they're taking us from Nacogdoches to Natchitoches. So that'll be fun. And we'll be on, I'll, we'll be on that one for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. And the cool thing is, is if you sign up for all three bus trips, you get a discount. Ooh. Yeah. If you sign up for all three at one time, you get a discount. Shout out to that. So sign up early, reserve your spot, um, get you a get, get you a ticket, get an easy way to the games. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Um, if you don't go, if you still want to watch the game, though, um, yes, we're playing Baylor. It will be on Fox Sports Southwest Plus. So just a little preview for that. Okay. Um, moving on to the next few games, obviously we have Arlington Baptist, which, um, that's a game again, me and Jacqueline have a special little, um, little secret that we have planned for that game. I'm, we're not going to tell you it's going to be a secret. You just have to be following us on our, yeah, you just have to be following us on our, on our social media on part me, Alex on Instagram and Facebook to know what we're talking about for that day. So stay tuned, be following. You will know when you see it. Okay. So that's Arlington Baptist. And then right after that is the Alabama game, Alabama game. Come on people. December 30th. I swear to God, if you aren't coming back for this game, I'm going to hunt you down and find you just, I'm going to hunt you down. Okay. Another, another good note on this one, besides all the other reasons we've given you to be there to support, but this would be a really good game to show up and give the guys as much support as we possibly can because immediately following that game, they're going to go into conference play because conference starts January 2nd. Yeah. So 
we can give them one really good turnout, you know, and show support before they go into conference, that would be a nice job. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just so happens, you know, obviously, again, this Alabama game and the conference play, it begins during Christmas break. And again, it's understandable if you go home, you don't feel like coming back to Nacogdoches again. I mean, again, I understand. I mean, at least at least watch the game. Alabama game will be on ESPNU. And I know that whenever we do conference games, they'll be available to stream on probably ESPN plus again or wherever they have the stream from. But still, if, if you're willing and able to come back, even for the day, even for the night, you know, what's stopping you? There's nothing stopping you. Come on back and just support the Jacks. I mean, they they love that support. Believe me, they love it. They love it. So um, ESPN, you again, Alabama on December the 30th. And then again, like Jacqueline said, conference play begins on January the 2nd. We're playing CELA, so Southeastern Louisiana. They're coming to NAC um, at 6.30. That game begins. Um, I will note I will note one quick thing I just realized from going back to the La Tech game this week. I read somewhere that this is the first time that the Bulldogs of La Tech are coming back to Nacogdoches since 1999. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while. It, it's been a long time been a long time. Um, so anyway, last things before we head out is again, like I said, even though this is a basketball podcast, which again, we love our Jacks, our lumberjack basketball team. Um, we do like to give every so often some shout outs to some of the other SFA sports teams that are doing good or some really interesting things are coming out of SFA athletics. And so the first thing, which I am beyond, I mean, both of them I'm beyond stoked about, let's be honest, but one of the things I am beyond stoked about, and I know Jacqueline is too, and I know her dad will be as well. Richard, if you're yeah. listening. Um, so we have a new sport coming to SFA SU in 2019 and 2020. And I guess I really could think that no one would guess what this would be. I mean, a lot of people would think that it'd be something more Texas-y, but it's not. Beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. Pretty darn excited. I mean, the season starts in 2019. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to make this a like a spring sport. I would assume a spring sport. Um, think spring as well. I would. I wouldn't think that they would do it in the fall just because it's outside. Um, and you know, I, I, I just, I don't foresee it being outdoors in the fall, but. I'm pumped. So we have our coach already. His name's Alex Luna. Um, has a lot of great credentials behind his name as well. So I, I'm I'm pumped. I love nothing more than a good beach volleyball game. I'm obsessed with it. Whenever it was in the whenever in the Olympics is coming around, I yeah. watched the shit out of some beach volleyball. Woo! It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch, and I know I pump up the volleyball team all the time. So this Absolutely. Is kind of- Added yeah, and if, and if you don't know what beach volleyball is, um, it's volleyball in in the beach, so in the sand. <laughs> Just to throw that out there, if you're not quite sure what I mean by beach volleyball, which I would hope by context clues you'd understand. But anyway, instead of there being, um, you know, instead of there being, how many people are typically on the court for regular volleyball? Like six? I think six or seven. I, yeah, I was gonna say you should know that. Anyway, um, it's, it, usually it's just pairs, so it's just two and two. Um, I'm not. I'm assuming that it's the same here with this situation. That it would just be two and two. We might have like multiple pairings, um, but as far as I know, there's only six schools in the Southland now, including us, that have beach volleyball teams. And so not every school in the Southland has teams, which is interesting. So, um, which I didn't know that any teams in the Southland had beach volleyball. Uh, yeah, I couldn't either. I know. This is new to me too. So um, shout out to, you know, our new AD, Ryan Ivey, for helping push this forward. Um, and then lastly, which again, Jacqueline isn't the biggest football fan, which I still love her, but... If you've been paying attention, clarify to any new listeners 
out there, my high school did not have football. So I just <laughs> I didn't grow up around football. Basketball was it. That's, this is true. Know, basketball or nothing. Basketball is life. This so, is, right. I know. I, ingrained that into myself. So. I, I and I totally and I and I and I always give you a hard time and, and that's and that's totally fine because and my high school experience was totally different. You know, I went to the woodlands and so my high school was like, you know, 5A champions all the time, really good football team every year for the four years I was in high school. So had a completely different <laughs> high school experience. But if you've been paying attention to SFA anything the past few days, you will know that we have hired a new head football coach in Coach Colby Carthel. And if you watched his darn press conference, and even if you didn't, you should go watch it right now, like literally right now. Um, it was dynamic. I don't even know how else to describe it other than being dynamic and pretty freaking exciting. Like he was pumped up. I mean, this guy comes from just really quick background. He came from Texas A&M Commerce, which in the past football season, they won the national championship for his division, for his entire, you know, division, division two or something it was, I think, um, or division one, whichever division it was. I mean, oh my God, this guy is, is top notch. So I was watching his press conference yesterday at work in Lufkin and I was so moved and pumped that I decided to leave work uh, like an hour early and drive back home to Knack so I could go to his meet and greet and meet the man. Like that's how pumped I was. So <laughs> I'll just say I met him. I shook his hand. I told him who I was. I told him I was on the board and that the board is with him. We're pumped up. We're excited. So again, if you have not watched his press conference, I highly suggest that you do. I told Jacqueline to do it. So uh, and I know, sh I know yeah. she'll do it. So, because so do like I am and watch it as soon as you get off, uh, you know, listening to this. Right. Cause the maybe then she'll actually come to a football game with me and actually stay the whole time. What do you think? I will, I will put forth the best effort to do it. I will do that. <laughs> Oh God, I love you. It's okay. I'm going to need some tutoring sessions on football though, because I just don't get it. It's okay. I will tutor you. I am the best tutor in football. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Anyway, so that's it. That's that's all we got. But guess what, guys? We'll be back very very soon, Friday night. So we will be back on Friday night for the post game after the La Tech game with crossing the fingers. It'll be a good W. Um, again, knock on wood. Knock on wood that we pull out the W against La Tech, which I have every hope and I know that we will. So stay good. Stay warm. It's cold up here in East Texas. Wherever you're listening, hopefully you're staying warm. And, uh, hey, again, we love you guys. We love our followers. Make sure that you're following all of our social media. Okay? So. Comment on our stuff. Yes. Well. Comment. Comment and tell us what to talk about. We need we need segment ideas. I mean, we can keep talking about the same stuff time and time again, but we would love to hear from you guys. Talk about, give us questions, give us topics. Like we are ready for them. So again, with that being said, Axum Jacks. Without Axum Jacks.